The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Sunday, October 16th at halftime of Sunday Night Football, where we are going to look at early lines for week seven in the NFL season. If you are listening to the podcast, more than likely Monday, October 17th. Although I guess, I guess it could go up on Sunday night. Who knows? Anyway, of course, we will have our recap stream with myself, John Breach, and Ryan Wilson. But to break down these early lines, to look at what might move, lines that could move, and early best bets, joining me as always, John Breach. What's up, Johnny B. Bad? Uh, you know what, Brinson? Nothing is up. Everything's way up if you live in Philadelphia uh, this weekend. But we don't need to talk about that because our producer, Billy, will get too excited and trying to turn this into an Eagles slash Phillies podcast, and we don't, don't want to do that. I don't – let's not just – I've had a bad weekend sports-wise. So oh, just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. The NC State season and, and, the, and the Brave season ended in about 45 minutes of each other. That's why, was, that's why when Billy's running his mouth in Slack, I was like, just I not right now. Uh, Saturday was a rough afternoon. But it is what it is. It's used to pain and suffering and torture. Um, Eagles are smoking uh, the Cowboys at halftime, by the way. We'll see if that holds up. But let's dive into games for next week because that's what we do here on the early uh, – actually, that's just another show. Early odds. Is that their name of it? Early edge? I don't know. I don't listen to it. <laughs> um, just kidding. So, Ravens. We're going to look at a couple of lines here. Things I think These are lines I think could move. Uh, and I'll, I'm just curious whether you agree or disagree, Breach. And, of course, and again, if you have any, uh, any odds that you like in particular that you want to mention, feel free to, or we can talk about them after the break on your best bets. Or any, any lines that you think might move. Um, Ravens minus six against the Browns. I feel like it's obviously in Baltimore – you know, there's the franchise history stuff where, you know, the Ravens stole the Browns. I don't think that really matters for these players or these coaches. Uh, what I think does matter is the fact that the Ravens are unable to really stop anybody. Like Danny Dimes was throwing all over him. The Giants came back against him and won the game. And I think this line could move 
from Ravens minus six down to something closer. I don't know if they're getting out of three, but I think that the Browns will be, get some love in the public. And uh, and as a result, we, we see that this line drift a little bit off of six. Yeah, you know what? They did show to stop old uh, Saquon Barkley and Danny Dimes. But I will say one thing about the Ravens is that they do sh- usually show up for divisional games. Uh, so I, I could see this one sitting pat. And also Lamar Jackson has won four straight games against the Browns where he has started the entire game. He got knocked out of a uh, uh, December game last season after I think the first quarter sometime in the first half and the Browns won that. Are you counting the poop game? Um, I'm counting everything except for the one from December where he had to leave after four passes. So I think that counts. Um, so yeah, so Lamar usually plays, but we saw what they did against the Bengals. They, they, their defense absolutely shut down Cincinnati, uh, for the most part, you know, maybe they can do it against the Browns. So yeah, I, I, eh, six feels about right. I don't know, man. Six feels pretty steep for a team that is 26 in the NFL and DVOA against the run. Um, but the one thing I will say though about the Ravens is yes, they're three and three, but all three losses they had a double digit lead uh and blew it. Well, that's that's not really a a, a, a strong case for why you should take the Ravens. But I mean <laughs> I mean it may not be, but you then it makes you feel like hey, maybe they'll have a double digit lead in this game and then maybe they actually won't blow it. But yeah. they're good enough to get a double digit lead. That's what I'm saying. Sure. Uh the Browns really struggled against the Patriots at home. Um the Pats uh, in terms of run defense by that same metric are actually worse two two spots worse than the Ravens. So maybe that's something to look for. Like if you know Baltimore can get a, the problem with the, with the Browns is if they can, to your point, if they can get a, if the Ravens can lead, it's sometimes hard for a team like the Browns to storm back because they are a run based team. So, um, you know, I, I just think that, I think that this will shrink a little bit just based on the fact that the Ravens have coughed up those leads. Uh, we shall see that. I could be you know, putting a lot of pressure on me to figure out which lines are going to move. Uh, Raiders minus seven currently against the Houston Texans in an afternoon slot. I think, you know, you look at a total of 44 here. I could easily see this line drifting past that key number. Maybe I'm wrong and and people want about the Raiders who are coming off a, a they are coming off a, Oh, they're, yeah, they're coming both off teams a coming off a bye. Yeah, both teams coming off a bye. Both teams probably needed the bye. Uh, you know, the the, the 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 Texans aren't very good. The Raiders are probably better than we think, uh, or better than their record says that they are. They are currently in last place at one and four in that division. The Texans one, three, and one. I just don't know that a one and four team that lets likes to keep all these games close every week necessarily should be a seven point favorite, even if it's at home and against. Uh, a Texans team. I, I could see this one coming down a little bit. Obviously, it has to cross seven, which is a key number, uh, but I could see it dropping a little bit depending on you know injury reports and all that. Uh, the one other thing that I guess we haven't factored in breach, I haven't even really thought about it. We talked about it before the season, but um, how have opponents looked coming to Vegas? Because that's, you know, you go to Vegas, you party. Like the Broncos look lethargic. Not that I think that Russell Wilson was out getting loose. Um, and then the only other home Team, home game that they've had was, uh, I believe, against the Cardinals, who they they lost to uh, after the Cardinals started very very slow. So maybe that's one twenty to nothing at halftime in that game. Mm, interesting, and uh, it was nineteen to sixteen against the uh, Broncos uh, in in that game, and they outscored them thirteen to seven in the second half. So they didn't really start slow, but I mean, it, it's hard to know whether the Broncos are starting slow or the Broncos are just meh. Uh, yeah, no, Brinson, the the. <laughs> I think the Broncos game was 30. The, the Raiders scored in the 30s in that game. I don't remember the exact 32, final score. 32-23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
no, you know, in, the first, in the first half, it was 19 to 16. Oh, yeah. So there was no slow start. That's what you're saying. So yeah, don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. The interesting thing about the Raiders is that, like, we don't know for sure. What if the NFL just surprises us with the Devontae Adams punishment and says, all right, he's out one oh, game. Oh, good point. Because of that whole thing. So that's something you got to keep in the back of your mind because they were on a bye this week. So the NFL was in no rush to get anything done. And maybe they wait until the end of uh, this legal situation plays out. But it's pretty insane. Uh, and, you know, that's something that could move the line also. So, yeah, I, you know, you know, a team that's one and four and it keeps blowing games. I do agree with you. I don't know that you can trust them with seven points. Yeah, it's seven, seven points with a team that costs up leads a lot. That's sort of, sort of the same theory on the Ravens, right? Is that this, this is a team that maybe can't put teams away. The Patriots minus seven and a half. They are at home on Monday night against the Chicago Bears. A total of 39 um, look, Chicago just lost at home to the Washington Commanders. Uh, commanders, sorry, breaking my, my vow to never say Commanders. Um, the Patriots looked very good against the Browns. They absolutely throttled them. And I, I think that this is a spot, I talked about this on either the recap show or when we did early odds last week, where it's like, Bill Belichick has to look at this schedule and think, I can get back in the playoff hunt very, very quickly if I can beat these teams I'm supposed to beat. Uh, the Bears are The Bears are not a good football team. Um, anybody, I don't know why anybody would attempt to suggest that they're a good football team. And you saw Ramondre Stevenson looked really good, two rushing touchdowns, 19 carries, 76 yards. Uh, you know, Bailey Zappi stepped in and, and threw for 309 yards and two touchdowns on 24 34. Like maybe this guy is the new, like maybe he's uh, Mac Jones, Tom Brady. Like Mac Jones is Drew Bledsoe and he's, and he's Tom Brady. They, I mean, I don't think that's the case, but. I mean, impressive start for, for Bailey Zappi so far in his career, at least in, in terms of, you know, where his pedigree is and, and, and the pressure being put on him. So, um, I, you know, first Monday night football game, having to do it in primetime at home is, is not easy. But I just think the Bears are a very bad team that, uh, you know, 25th against the run, which does not match up well for the Patriots. I can see this line creeping a little closer to double digits. And not even 25th against the run, but you're talking about their offense cannot score points. This is a team that has scored 12 or fewer points in three of their six games. And now they are playing a Patriots team that shut out a team in week six, which is almost impossible to do in the modern NFL. There's only been two shutouts all year. Held the Cleveland Browns to 15 points. Belichick has been sitting in his man cave, drawing up these brilliant defensive game plans. He is not going to let his team overlook the Browns. So, yeah, this could be a thrashing. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, he's not going to overlook the Browns. He's not going to overlook the Bears. All these games are going to matter for him. He's going to make sure, you know, they got the Bears get an extra couple of days of rest. I'm not sure that matters. It'll be a hostile environment because the Patriots are kind of, you know, they're now three and three. They're back in the mix. I mean, it's crazy. The Browns were like, could have been five and oh um, before this week and, you know, like first place in the AFC and, you know, w- waiting for Deshaun Watson to come back. And then now all of a sudden you, they're two and four and the, you know, the Pats are look, the Pats look like a very competent team. The AFC East is actually really good. Really good. It's, it's, uh, and you know, the Browns hate the AFC East because they lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Jets and that crazy one. Poor yep. Browns. Uh, excuse me. Dolphins minus six and a half. I think is a possible mover here, and that's mainly based on the fact that we don't know exactly what the quarterback situation will be. It does seem like um, it, it will either be it, it, Teddy Bridgewater can definitely play in the game, uh, and Tua Tagovailoa likely to play in the game because he actually cleared c- concussion protocol, or no, maybe not likely, possibly play in the game. He cleared concussion protocol before Week Five and was um, the uh, and was asked to you know like not play. And I think they want to be cautious with him. They don't want to force him out there. So I would say that uh, there's a chance that this line moves more if 
Tua is cleared to play. I can see that going above seven. The Steelers do not look like a great football team. And I bet that Kenny Pickett cannot. Oh, they beat I mean, the Steelers beat the Bucs, obviously, but they, they don't profile as a great football team on the road in South Beach. And it's like prime time. And it's, I would guess that Mac, I mean, excuse me, Kenny Pickett is not going to play because he is in concussion protocol. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing about the Dolphins, it, there was a report over the weekend, I think, that Tua is almost certainly going to start, assuming he doesn't have any setbacks this week in practice. And you look at what the Dolphins have done, uh, you know, obviously started 3-0, and but they lost to a good Bengals team. They lost to the Jets because everyone got injured. You know, Teddy goes down and Skylar Thompson is in there and just their offense was just totally thrown out of whack. And then with the Vikings, you have Skylar Thompson. And again, the quarterback who starts the game for you gets injured. You're playing your second quarterback who didn't take that many reps all week in practice and you still keep the game close. So I do think the Dolphins are good, and if Tua's out there, uh, we've seen that their offense is at its best when Tua's running it. So, yeah, I think that uh, this point spread might move once Tua is 100% confirmed when it feels like it's about 95 right now. Yeah, like if Tua's confirmed, I think this, go- this goes above seven. So, like, that's kind of a huge – I mean, not, not kind of. It's, it is a huge number. Like, you need you want to get it before it goes above seven if you're laying the points with the Dolphins. If you like the Steelers, I think you wait on this game. The Jaguars, minus three. At home against the Giants, the Jaguars just coughed up a really bad loss to the, the Colts. I don't, I don't really even understand how he was able to, like, I don't understand how they were able to, to, like, f- score that touchdown there at the end. Like it was insane. Like the Jaguars had looked pretty good. I thought Trevor Lawrence played another, they played one of his better games of the year, uh, 20 to 22, 165 and a touch. Um, and then the, the Colts just pulled pulled it out. And now the Colts are three, two, and one. And the Jaguars are two and four. And that division is flipped on its head. And I think that the Giants, who are five and one now, after stealing a win against the, the 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 Ravens, you can see that line trickle down a little bit. Getting three with the Giants, I kind of like it. Getting three right now because I think it comes down maybe more of a pick'em. Yeah, and you know I don't know that we know how good Jacksonville is because look, this was a Colts team they shut out, and also a Colts team that has been horrible on offense pretty much all season. I mean, I don't know how they put up 34 points when you consider that the last time we saw them, that crazy game against the Broncos where everyone fell asleep, they only scored 12 points. And the week before that, they somehow beat the Chiefs only scoring 20, and then they scored zero against Jacksonville. So they had had a rough string of games. They were the NFL's lowest scoring team going into this game, somehow scoring 34. So that's a lot to give up if you are Jacksonville. And the Giants are a good team. So – uh, I was actually somewhat surprised by this point spread. Yeah, I could see it moving toward New York. Yeah, as, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because Brian J says in the comments, "What? How is Jacksonville favored?" Like I was kind of, I wasn't shocked that they were favored. Just shocked that it was like three points and not like a pick'em. Um, the uh, people are really mean in the comments tonight. What's going on? A bunch of, I mean, a bunch of state fans or like Braves fans. My goodness gracious. Uh, yeah, I think you get. Uh, I think you tried to get on that line earlier uh, than than possible if you like the Giants plus. Three, you actually had him at plus two and a half. Is it, was it plus two and a half earlier and it's moved to three? Already. Interesting. So I was just dead wrong. I think that comes back the other way. I'd be surprised if the Jaguars were more than three against the, the Giants. Tampa minus 10. The Buccaneers are heading to Carolina to play the Panthers. Tampa, of course, lost on the road to Pittsburgh. Any my any one of my survivor pools. Carolina had a chance to try and make it like a a really weird day. Like 40% of the people who, uh, 40% of the, the entries in the Circus Survivor Pool uh, were wiped out. And so it's like the Rams and then the Eagles are the two big teams remaining. Um, 
I think Tampa, I think this line creeps up a little bit, maybe to 12 or something like that, because the Panthers are just not a good football team. You saw there's infighting with Steve Wilkes and, and Robbie Anderson. Um, you know, this is the big rah-rah, let's try and take down a team and you know, you know, the 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 dead cat bounce situation for Steve Wilkes. And they they played well for a half and they were in it with the Rams, and then it's very clear that the the superior talent just took over. And I think Tampa, you saw what Wilkes' defense was did what like wasn't able to guard. Cooper Cup wasn't able to slow down the Rams offense. I don't think they'd be able to do much against the Buccaneers and the Panthers won't be able to run, which means it's gonna be a lot of PJ Walker throwing. That's not good news. Yeah. And the thing is that are, you're being dared to take the Panthers here, which is the same thing that happened last week with the Rams, where uh, the Panthers were 10 and a half point underdog, 11 and a half points in some spots. And everybody's like, Oh, the Rams haven't looked good. I think I'm going to take the Panthers. And even though Carolina absolutely had a chance to backdoor that in the final two minutes with a touchdown, uh, their third-string quarterback threw an interception in the end zone, and that wrapped up, and they didn't cover. And that's how you feel here. The Buccaneers have been struggling. Uh, can they actually beat the Panthers by 10 when they can barely score 10 points against the Steelers? But, yeah, Brent, I agree with you. The Panthers are just so bad right now that you can't bet on them. Yeah, again, I just think you look at this game and it screams Buccaneers blowout, bloodbath for time. Uh, my parents are actually going to that game. Uh got one, yeah, one game uh, this year for, for my uh, – from my, my cousin and she gave uh they picked the pay, the Buccaneers game because they didn't want to watch Tom Brady. I told it was my idea. I was like, if you're gonna go to one game, like all these games could stink, but just make sure you go see Tom Brady once before you know before he retires. Your parents want to go to a bloodbath? I just said just go just, who knows if the Panthers will be good. They probably won't be. So go make sure you do something like fun historically, and that's go see Tom Brady. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, breaches best bets next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Breach, you got four early best bets for next week. Wow. And you're going to start by completely fading your own football team. Expect the unexpected with these best bets, Brenton. And that is right. I am starting with the Cincinnati Bengals. They are favored by six and a half over the Falcons. Well, guess what? I'm not taking it. I am taking the Falcons here. You know, the crazy thing about Atlanta is that you look at what they've done this season. Arthur Smith has devised this crazy little offense with Marcus Mariota and, and this rushing attack that the NFL defenses just aren't used to it. And so we're seeing them put up huge numbers. Uh, we saw Marcus Mariota dissect the 49ers, 13 of 14, two touchdown passes, a touchdown run, plus uh, I think like 60 yards rushing. And, and you look at what the Bengals did against the Saints, they gave up over 200 rushing yards. I think the Falcons are going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be able to control the clock, which is going to keep Joe Burrow off the field uh, and keep this from turning into a blowout. And also, you know, if you've watched any Bengals games, you already know 
Every game they play is close. Four of the six games they played in the season have been decided by four points or less. Uh, so I, I like the Falcons to cover the six and a half. Yeah, I don't mind that. I, that 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 could be one that actually could move too, like because the Falcons are just staying in games and they keep they keep hanging around and they like to they like to back to recover. I think they have two different back to recovers where they're like if six and zero against the spread, six and zero against the spread, right? But they have two like like they had no business covering against the Rams and right. and the Buccaneers and they just sort of stormed back late. So you got to give them credit for that. Um, smash the like button, by the way, if you're listening or if you're watching the podcast on YouTube or uh, at any point, whether it's live or later. I like that uh, early Falcons look. Giants, you mentioned it before, Giants plus two and a half to cover against the Jaguars. Giants actually plus three. I was dead wrong at the move, uh, but I'm with you. Like the Giants are a immediately circle, uh, you know, circle the bet because you, it's just, I, like, I just don't really understand why the Jaguars are favored. It's kind of stinky. I think the one reason I can see Jacksonville or, or why they're favored by three is I think they have the second or third best rushing defense in the NFL. They're only giving up like 90 yards per game. So maybe the thought is they shut down Saquon and then you put this game on Daniel Jones's hands, but arms. I, but the thing is like the giants are good. Their defense is good. Uh, they've looked good all around. They've got two straight wins that looked really good against the Packers. And then on Sunday against the Ravens where they were really impressive with the come behind win. So, man, I – yeah, this one's just shocking. We already talked about it, and it just feels like the Giants are the play there. Yeah, I I, I, I don't really get the line, but we'll see. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, minus three at the San Francisco 49ers. You actually had it as a best bet at minus two and a half. It's already moved a half a point. The Chiefs, of course, had that, you know, of the, the fun game in the afternoon window against the Buffalo Bills. Not so fun for Kansas City, who lost 24-20. But now they head to San Francisco to play a uh, – you know, to Revenge game for San Francisco, maybe I guess. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo revenge game. Which which way did it move? It moved towards three. It's three. Chiefs minus three. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So you I actually, don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's Chiefs minus three. I think that keeps going up a little bit because the Chiefs, Andy Reid off a loss, even with having to travel that much. Um, you know, I don't like put a whole lot of stock in not winning against Buffalo. The Bills are just a really good football team. The the 49ers are just really really banged up in terms of. You know, both offense and defense. That offensive line is a problem, although they've run fairly well. I, I probably like Kansas City there as well. Yeah, I think you just hit the nail on the head with the 49ers being banged up. I mean, Nick Bosa did not play uh, against the Falcons. He might not play in this game. And if, even if he does, he is still banged up. Jimmy Ward didn't play. So your secondary is down. You lost Emmanuel Mosley to a season-ending ACL injury in week five. So that's another guy in your secondary. You, Eric Armstead didn't play against the Falcons. So you have all these players who were injured and, and then Trent Williams wasn't out there. So you're just talking about a team that is absolutely decimated due to injuries. And if the 49ers were healthy, completely healthy, I probably would still like the chiefs here, but the fact that the, they're so banged up, I, I, it goes from a probably like them to love them. So uh, yeah, I think the chiefs are going to be out for blood because they're coming up a loss and yeah, three points. I really like Kansas City. It goes up three and a half, a little more dicey, but two and a half to three, I definitely like Kansas City. Yeah, San Francisco got a great defense, but if they're that banged up, it's gonna be tough to stop Patrick Mahomes. Again, Mahomes coming off a loss. Yeah, I think this team, I think this team bounced back pretty good if they if they get some of their, their guys returning. And Kansas City is a uh, top 10 team against the run by DVOA on defense, which is huge if you're going up against the Niners because you basically want to make Jimmy Garoppolo beat you. And if you try to do that, I think. This this could swing heavily in Kansas City's favor. Finally, you like the Jets to cover against the Denver Broncos. Jets plus three and a half. Make sure that line hasn't moved. Oh, it's down to three, actually. Uh, Broncos are minus three, minus 120. 
Yeah, the Jets are the underdog here. Maybe the odds makers just hate the New York teams. They're not buying into it. We have the Giants as an underdog to Jacksonville. We have the Jets as an underdog to the Broncos. Look, the Broncos have a very, very good defense. It's the only reason they've won games. It's the only re- reason they've stayed in games. We know that. But the, the Broncos offense hasn't proved anything all year. They've been bad all year. We've seen the Jets. They have a good defense. Their offense is looking better every single week. Brees Hall is a beast. Uh, you look at their receivers, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis. I just think that they can score a little bit on this Broncos defense. But more than that, I'm not sure the Broncos can score on the Jets defense, and that would be the problem here. And so if you're going to give me three points, uh, I'm going to gladly take them, and I, I would take the Jets here. Yeah, I think I'm taking the points with the Jets, too. Um, Robert Sala looks like he's got this team cooking. And Zach Wilson playing well, well enough. Brees Hall is a stud. And Denver just, I just can't trust Denver. Uh, you know, even especially in like a sleepy little four o'clock in the afternoon uh, window. I will, I will, I'll, I'll back you on that. I think the Jets are a good pick. And I wouldn't, I mean, I know it's minus three, minus 120, so it gets moved back up to three and a half. I think it's more likely to get to like two and a half, honestly, than it is three, than three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could see that happening. Yeah. All right. Those are Breach's best bets. There's my early, early movers. Thanks for watching. Thanks for for listening. For Breach, I'm Brinson. We will talk to you guys uh, after the Sunday Night Football. Come join us for the recap stream, of course. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys later.